The News of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Sunderland away this weekend. It's a big one. Triple your odds on your first bet. Are you feeling positive, James? Very positive. Do you feel like if you were going to have a flutter this weekend, where might you go to have that flutter? Online 888. <laughs> or 888sport.com <laughs> forward slash West Ham. Triple your odds on, triple your, odds on your first bet. Reed, foul, free kick West Ham. Still time for the hosts to rescue a point here. Every West Ham player barring the goalkeeper in and around the Norwich City area. Hayat's delivery, out comes Ruddy, Carroll went for it. And now, getting a yellow card faster than John Monker, it's the KUMB West Ham podcast with your hosts, James Longman and Chris Skull. Hello and welcome to the Knees of Other Brown West Ham podcast. Our guest this week, 163 appearances for West Ham over a seven-year period in a list of players with the most appearances for West Ham. This man sits at number 106. Welcome to the show, Ian Pearce. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. How exciting, James. Thanks for coming. Ian <laughs> Is that? Do you know how many appearances you made for West Ham? Is that N- true? No, I don't know how long, how many, but it really annoys me because it should have been more. Uh, <laughs> well, we we I mean we've had it before. We've got, we've got it wrong. We, we take <laughs> it basically off Wikipedia. <laughs> I checked multiple sources. Here's one th- interesting fact. Ian. I don't know if you know this. You've got 118 Premier League appearances for West Ham, and there's one other man with 118, Paolo Di Canio. No, see, we were on the same sort of. Scale. Level, <laughs> no. what, the dream partnership up front. Oh yeah, I had a little go up front. Yeah, yeah it was good yeah. fun. It was uh, that's, that's, that was my one of my favourite moments um, going up front for us. But it wasn't good for the team because we we were obviously struggling. If I was put up front, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was replaced by Freddie and uh, Paolo, so I didn't have a letter to stand on. Really, yeah, so yeah. Well, well, the idea of you going to manager's office, uh, office and going knocking on his door, come, come on, I should be playing up front. <laughs> Who are these Paolo and Freddie guys? See you know what it was. It was like that. Rhoda was the manager, and he. And I went along and I said, look, because Freddie was injured, I think, and we didn't have a big presence up front. So Jermaine was doing all the work up there. So I just went along and said, look, if you're really struggling and you need someone to go up there, then I'll I'll, I'll do it. I don't mind looking stupid just to try and get a, a flick on for Jermaine or whatever. And he said, the next game, I was only joking really, but the next game he put me in. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Well, we're going to get into all that later on in a proper Ian Pierce chat in a second. But James, maybe we should begin with uh, just quickly reach out, four tops. Yes. Kiate, uh, last minute equaliser. Yeah. That was nice. It was lovely. A rare, a rare come from behind. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, to yeah. snatch a point, it felt like a victory in the end. Yeah. Although yeah. we should be doing best against Norwich well, at yeah. home. Well. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that a bit later yep. on. Um, maybe begin with some feedback from last week. There was multiple topics. 
Well, my favourite thing was there's, uh, there's expat hammer. Uh, and he said a few things. The opposition view in podcast form, we had a Man City fan on last week. He said, wish Mr. Gent would have been angry, though, just for my benefit. <laughs> he also tweeted a picture. He's found the West Ham Way. The West Ham Way is a avenue in Sacramento, California. It's called West Ham, one word, way. <laughs> and uh, and I, t- I tweeted it, and then it went on, it went on, come as well. And he said, this is a little glimpse into his life, which I love. <laughs> Bit of a shocker when I'm out in the barn warming up the tractor and I check my social media and find that silly link I posted become an article. I told the cows that I'm famous now. They didn't care. <laughs> That's a little glimpse into expat Hammer's life. <laughs> yeah. He's with the cows on the farm. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, West Ham way in. I mean, we were just chatting outside. You're a West Ham fan. We had some people on the forum say you've been spotted in the away end a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. I, I've always been a West Ham fan. Really... Uh, Ever since around about ten or after that, but great opportunity to come and play for the place. It was brilliant. It was mm. great. I couldn't turn that down. And then uh, I do go to I do go to the away games. Yeah, this is the atmosphere. I love, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do love it. What about West Ham way though? Do you think do you think there's such a thing exists apart from the street in Sacramento? Um, you like to, I'd like to think so because we we play in a certain certain manner, but. Um, at the moment I prefer to get results and just make mm. sure that we're in that prem- a premiership when we go to the new stadium yeah yeah we'll, we'll touch on that a bit later on uh, what what else have we in the uh, feedback section um, Josh Rolfe bedridden and vomiting in an island three hours off a Thai coast come podcast is my tonic <laughs> oh lovely yeah he's too close to those ping pong shows I reckon <laughs> uh, James Hayward great podcast cheers for turning down your laugh on the latest podcast that's, I think that's a dig at me <laughs> And Career Hammer, I for one find the Basil Brush laugh one of the highlights. So if my laugh is one of the highlights of the podcast, we're struggling. Um, and just a few bits about the West Ham Way. Uh, Beavis Danzig, interesting name. The West Ham Way is scrambling to listen to this whole thing before the match tonight. So the optimism, optimism still seems relevant. That's before Leicester. So uh, we lost. Yeah. Uh, Billardino, West Ham Way this week was a sheer optimism in a Leicester match thread born out of us putting out such a strong team. Ben Cooper uh, tweeted on the program this week, uh, number fifteen, Diafro song. We <laughs> yeah, got Diafro's surname wrong, <laughs> but what a player that would be, Diafro song. Yeah, combination, <laughs> combination of like uh, Alex Song's outfit <laughs> with uh, Sacco scoring skills. And then Trevor Garner said Jarvis couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo for us, and now he's like Messi <laughs> at Norwich. Yeah, that is that, West Ham yeah. way. Yeah. Leave us as a stormer. Also, we had a few in on the topic of superstitions, which I especially love. We had something from Scott. Sp- who doesn't walk over three drains on the way to the ground in case it influences the result but possibly our favourite James came from Andy Phipps yeah and he said that his friend Ghost510 on Twitter used to eat a dairy milk bar on 17 minutes every match it happened a few times when he ate a dairy milk bar we would score um, and he tweeted like he did it at Norwich he tweeted a lot of picture of him eating a dairy milk bar and he says uh, that dairy milk helped us in the promotion push 2004-2005 uh, Ian did you ever have any superstitions when you were playing oh my god I did when I was at Blackburn as a kid I had to wear the same um, socks and shin pads and I had to I literally had to go and get in the in the bathroom, away from the rest of the other players because they stunk. So I bet shin pads <laughs> stink. Oh, it was disgraceful. <laughs> and, I, and I was I was cast asunder into the bathrooms. Colin Andrew wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah, Incredible. So, so email us in or tweet us in with any superstitions you have pre-match. Yeah. In fact, all feedback. Here's how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the show. Email us at podcast at kumb Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag KUMBpod. Or why not follow us? Chris is at CJ Skull with a C. James is at Longers1. 
And Graham, editor of KUMB, is at KUMB.com. If you're on Facebook, be sure to join the KUMB group for all the latest news and gossip. There's also the KUMB forum for all kinds of chatter. Simply go to KUMB.com and click forum. Finally, join the KUMB podcast mailing list. Click this podcast link on KUMB.com and sign up for exclusive content from the studio and be the first to know about upcoming live shows. Come on, you irons. Excellent. There we go. There's the uh, the feedback section completed. Uh, and as we said earlier, we're delighted, in fact, to have Ian Pearce in the show. You touched on earlier, 1997. Were you a West Ham fan to, to begin with in the early days? Um, I, I, when I was a real like, young kid, it was for some reason, I think it was, um, I used to like Liverpool. But mm. Dalglish, it was because of Dalglish, and that was it. But then as I got the chance to actually go to games, then it was West Ham all the way. Wow. Yeah. So then 1997 happens. Oh. Ace of base in the charts. Harry Redknapp yes. on the phone. <laughs> Ace of base on the phone. Yes. Hey, Harry Redknapp in the charts. <laughs> in another world. In another world. <laughs> um, yeah, you're at Blackburn. Get the call. Yeah. What I mean, was it a tough? Did Tony Gale influence your decision? Gailey, no, the only Gailey was. Um, yeah, he was someone I spoke to, but I knew. I had to be fair. I had a chance to go to uh, Palace or West Ham, so um, I was just desperate to come back down south. My, I was just having my first uh, baby, so. When the call came in, I was actually preparing for a game. Uh, it was a, a Coca Cola Cup game or whatever the games they were, the League Cup or whatever. I was actually sat in a team meeting and, and uh, the manager, Hot Roy Hodgson, took the, took the phone call, just looked at me and said, Right, you're not playing, you've got to go and, you're, you're allowed to go and speak to West Ham, we've agreed a fee. So I literally picked the car up and ran down the M6. And <laughs> <laughs> Roy Hodgson, now England manager. Yeah. He had a bit of a nightmare though, didn't he? A Blackburn. He, he wasn't, it wasn't particularly good, no. <laughs> But he, I mean, he's a great, unbelievable coach, and I, and he sold me there, and then he got rid of me at Fulham. So he obviously knows his players. But <laughs> but um, up there it was a little bit difficult because a, f- a couple of the players that were, had big personalities up there, and um, so he, he was struggling against that a little bit. Mm. And then you come to West Ham. Uh, I think it was twentieth September nineteen ninety seven, according to my research. <laughs> uh, in the team that day, alongside you against Newcastle, Rio Ferdinand, Frank Lampard, John Hartson, Albergovic, like great team. As we touched on outside, also Ian Dowie. <laughs> so, you know, that's uh, an interesting time to be oh, playing no, for West Ham. It was, it was, to be honest, it was a great set of lads. I walked into. They all, they all made you feel welcome. And Downer was one of the best ones because he, he could, he could charm the, the, the uh, birds out of the trees. He could just speak all the time. He was really good fun to be around him but if you, you had to go careful because if you turned up with anything wrong he'd be on you and he'd give you all sorts of stick but uh, and playing with Rio Rio was just a kid and he was like he was on a different planet to what he kept on because Rio's Rio he wants to come out with the ball and, and then he was taking chances but then he kept on passing it to me like off just I was like what are you doing I cannot play like you you either have it back or he's going no, but it was a, it was a great time I, I, it was a good team lovely and young team as well so mm-hmm. me David Unsworth and Rio was, we were sort of about 20 22 what, around that age, so it was it was a good team to be involved with. Rhino Unsworth, Rhino. I've forgotten about him. Yeah, Quality yeah. Rhino. Did he leave because his wife wanted him to move up north? Yeah. That's that always that was there. Allegedly, I, I, do, <laughs> I do believe that it might have been true. <laughs> <laughs> then he went to Villa, didn't he? And about yeah. two days later, said, "I've made a mistake. I want to yeah. go to Everton." <laughs> he was good Unsworth. Wasn't he, he was yeah, good yeah, Unsworth. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we were touching outside. Like, so Billich left that summer. 
And then you, you were kind of, I think you were saying that Reaper was pretty much you were replacing yeah. Reaper. But yeah. I mean, uh, and now, yeah, now look. I oh, know, yeah, no, that's the thing. He was, um, in fact, Slavin came back a few times just to see the lads, I think, and then wow. he came in, and he'd always be uh, really genuine, really humble, and lovely to speak to. Very intelligent man. He's got lots of languages, isn't he? So mm. what he's doing now is. Long may it continue. I hope it just keeps going the right way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so if we kind of go chronologically through your career, that first season, John Hartson was in the form of you know any West Ham striker ever. You wouldn't believe, honestly. You wouldn't believe it. He was he was unplayable when he, mm. when, he when he wanted to be. He was unplayable, and I just. Luckily, in training, he didn't try a tap really because he saved it all for match days, which was perfect. Because <laughs> you'd end up playing against him, you say, Come on, Johnny, let's because every now and then he'd have a little switch. But the nicest man ever, and it was good to have him, Unzi, and later on Ruddock around because we'd have a social. See, see, no, see, his shorts were tightest, and <laughs> kept on getting weighed in on a Friday, so you have to weigh him. So, was, as long as I wasn't the heaviest, I'd get him around, it was, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the worst defender out of that mob then, Ruddock? Ruddock, yeah, he was. <laughs> Ruddock was a yeah. No, Ruddock was a law unto himself, really. But he had great left foot, but and he was he was fun to be around. That's the yeah. difference now, I think. And it's a little bit's gone the other way a little bit. We had we had a real fun playing. Mm. We, yeah, we were just on that cusp where you could sneak away to have a drink on a Tuesday as long as it didn't interfere with what was happening on a Saturday. And so the social side of it was uh, was good as well. Yeah, in, te- yeah, in terms of characters, I mean that's that first season of yours. I think Bishop was probably Ian Bishop was still Bishop probably around. Yeah. yeah, John Moncur, the John funniest Moncur. man in football. Well, I mean, every, <laughs> so every essentially yeah. every ex player we've spoken to tells us about John Moncur John, always yeah. getting his his old boy out. Oh my god, Maggot. that, that train there. That... <laughs> as he's Were you the, on the train? Bishop that told day. us mushroom. <laughs> mushroom. <laughs> yeah, the old Mon- he come out that day because he had the hump with the kit man. So he had the hump with the kit, man. It was <laughs> raining. There was all sorts going on. And he came out. We were all starting to get ready. And we said, wait, because he'd asked the kit man for something. And he, the kit man thought it was his own stuff. So he didn't want to give it to him. And, and it, the thing was, it was open day. There was, there was punters there. All, all the fans were there. And he's looking. And the next minute he comes out with just his boots and socks on. And thinking, yeah, did you have to mark him that day? Or did no, you go? No, I'll let someone else do it. <laughs> we had a question, actually. Zondiko Shimpads on the forum said, what's the most ridiculous thing he can remember John Moncur doing during his time at the club either on or off the pitch anything apart from that well or? that comes up that's, that's quite a high <laughs> one isn't it? but he used to honestly every day would be something different and he'd be just like a little ticking bomb and you're waiting for it to go off in the change room so you know, he, was, he was really good fun to have around yeah and then re- recently of course he's a you know He's a, a man of God now. Yes, he yep. is. Uh, yeah, he's seen. He's uh, seen, seen the light, the light. <laughs> <laughs> and he's born again. But I, I, I yeah. see him the other day. He's just he's just the same old uh, same old John. And I know that George is uh, religious as well, so it must be a family thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we had a great run in the cups in your debut season, and uh, obviously, you know, Arsenal were the ones to, to end it. Um, but I remember was it a high breed in the quarter final? You got on the score sheet that yeah, day. I did, yeah, I got on. I, I don't know. That was. That was another eye shut moment. And then I come across. I remember it was in a, it was in a pen. It come from a corner, and I hit it with my left foot and mm. managed to just get it in. So that was that was enjoyable. But then I think he gave away the penalty to make let him consider. Uh, yeah, it was Martin Keown, yeah. He, what was he doing there? But mind you, I, what was he doing I, I watched that back today. Like he takes Martin a dive there, doesn't yeah, he? Like he thinks think about so. it and he goes down. Yeah. He should never have been there. That's that's the thing. That's what was annoying. <laughs> I actually said to him afterwards. But then uh, yeah, and I playing against. To be fair, I never really. I don't think I got many results against Arsenal, but in that uh, Burkamp played that day, I think, mm. and, and they were they were some they were some team then. So yeah, we were, and then you took them back to Upton Park and lost yeah. on penalties. Yeah, so 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you think your right. name was on it that day, like that, uh, that I season? Might, I thought we might have a good chance, I've got to be honest. And I wasn't very... I've not had a great... Wherever, whichever club, I've not had a great run in the Cups. Mm. Even at Blackburn when we won the league, we, we never did all right in the, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was... It was I'd have loved to have gone to Wembley and played yeah. Wembley in yeah, a yeah. Cup final. I'd have loved it. Yeah. But, of course, was it Smassy Abu was, uh, was knocking Abu, around? That yeah. <laughs> Word on the street, he's a cab driver around the, around the ground at the moment. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, uh, that is genuine. <laughs> I mean, Listen, I'm, not so sure, I'm not so sure he passed the knowledge about it. <laughs> <laughs> my mate, my mate Scott Means just done the knowledge. It took him about seven years, but Abu would be about twenty years. <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's an Uber yeah, driver. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He sat in the change rooms once, and he never ever got changed. I never was, got changed before, even if you knew the day before you were playing. I still never got changed until the manager named the team. He come in once, and he was stripped. All in all the gear, and Harry, Harry's come in and named everyone, and looked at him. He said, "What are you doing? <laughs> get dressed?" And he wasn't even sub on the day. I was like, oh, "That's a lesson learned. No. I would never ever take it for granted." <laughs> what was his banner? Could he speak much English? What was his banner uh, like? He didn't really need banner because he, he he was uh, he was just funny with with um, the way he just carried himself. <laughs> but no, he, in the end, he started to get. A little bit more English involved, but to be fair, at that time we had a lot of French players, so more French was being spoken yeah. in the change room than, than English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the following season, your second, we had a highest ever Premier League finish uh, in, in fifth, and then only Rio and Shaka Hislop made more appearances than you that season. Yeah, I think uh, I think I was I think I'll come runner up player. Hammer of a year, Hammer yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. to Shaka. I mean, come on. <laughs> Shaka just used to use me as a blooming landing mat every game. He landed on me, and he was so laid back. It took him about five minutes to get up because he was just. But no, that was a really good season. I enjoyed that season. It was, um, and it just it annoyed me because I got I broke my leg right at the end. I think against mm. Tottenham away, mm. I didn't realise I broke it. So oh, no. I would come out. Of, I came, I broke it. Carried on. I tried to carry on. I think I might even carried on and then came off. But then they sent me for an X-ray on a Monday, so I was in London, and I was walking back to the station, and the phone went, and the uh, the physio goes, "Where are you?" He said, "What do you mean, where am I? You know, I'm getting an X-ray." He said, "Look, no, I mean, where are you?" I said, "I'm walking back to the station." He says, "Please stop walking." <laughs> I said, "What are you talking about?" He went, "You've got a fracture in your fracture in your knee," so I had to get back to the and then get some crutches, and then unfortunately it went downhill from there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine now? Physio going up. Yeah. <laughs> do you think a week later, by the way. Do you think they have changed though? Do you think something like that still goes on? Yeah. I yeah. think it still goes on. Especially for the well, for certain people I'd imagine in a team it would still go on for but not for the big stars. They'd be getting carried yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, that season I feel like it was a real kind of a chain for West Ham because Julian Dix retired in, in that season as well I mean uh, and now he's first team coach yeah. like can you imagine it it, was, it seems from what we hear he didn't really listen to coaches at the time <laughs> <laughs> but Dixie's got a football brain and so Dixie will know he was, he was whenever you had conversation when, when you could have a sensible conversation with him he, he was always talking about football and he just knew he knew the game inside out and he don't play for Liverpool don't play for West Ham uh, to the level he did without knowing the game but I will say for warm up we used to go out to warm up and he'd be in a bath of a can of coke warming up that way so. <laughs> but he wasn't what a play he had a left left foot like a wand didn't he so, yeah, so. Mm. I just think if he's coming down and he's being serious about when he comes into a serious mode and he's talking about football you know you know he's talking about so 
Yeah. Mm. What was it? I mean, you came in towards the very end of his career. I mean, did he still have that magic then, or could you tell? Did, was the end up, was right on the wall for him? I thought he did brilliantly to even come back from what his knee, because he was in a lot. I think he was in a lot of pain while he was playing. When um, he was playing at the left-sided centre back, he could protect himself a little bit. He didn't have to go forward so much, so he could he could still play. And if you get the ball to his feet, he could pick people out all over the place. His delivery was fantastic. Yeah. His range of passing was brilliant. Mm. But it was just the movement towards the end that was a problem for him. But he, he was a player. Mm. Um, another player who joined that season, Ian Wright. I mean, he was already <laughs> quite a cast of characters. Yeah, with Neil Ruddock and that. Oh, that's brilliant! Right, and to be able to say I played in the same team because he was he was special. And I tell you, Jermaine Defoe it was like mm. amazing learning curve for him because he yep. was there. But we had Trevor. I remember we went to Newcastle that year. I'm sure we went to Newcastle and we beat him. Mm. And that we that hadn't happened a lot, and we beat him comfortably. I think Trevor, I think Wright scored. I think Trevor might have scored. Mm. But um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was good. Wright was a proper proper character to have. <laughs> but like you say, Razor was there. Wright was oh, there. Yeah, so I mean the big thing for that season I think the thing that most fans will, will want, want you to hear you talk about was the Christmas party <laughs> like Hayden Fox Trevor Sinclair walking over cars Hayden Fox peeing against the bar I can't remember too much of it to be honest it was in uh, what was the bar called in Piccadilly Circus <laughs> Sugar reef, sugar, yeah. sugar, sugar reef, sugar reef. <laughs> I'm not sure I went to that one. I think I might have been injured and I might have missed it because I'm duress. But um, Foxy was Foxy was tops. Typical Australian. Loved his loved, loved played every, did everything like hard 100. percent So he played 100 percent and he he could uh, have a drink 100 percent as well. So <laughs> we had we had a few. That that was that was the thing. There's so many of us. We had monks, right? Something was going to happen. So yep. I think we did quite <laughs> yeah. a lot. Just get away with what we did. What was what was what was a manager like on discipline? You know, when it's things like that, it's, I, mean, I guess I guess it was more relaxing. It'd be like go and have a Christmas party, but don't please don't anyone piss against yeah, the bar. Well, yeah, Harry, Harry didn't. You knew he'd say go and go and do it, but just please be sensible. Blah, and you, you start off with all good intentions. Yeah, but round about half five when. It's been going a little while, and it just starts getting ridiculous, and you just can't you can't help yourself. But now it's totally different. There's people with phones and people taking, so you can't even yeah. really relax. You can't even switch off, and yeah. and there's a difference in um, professional, not because we were professional. We worked, we we really trained hard and worked hard when it was business time. But now there's more money involved. TV, yeah. it's just it's just it's just getting carried away. Really, what makes me laugh most is Raheem Sterling keeps getting done doing balloons. <laughs> it's not just once. Yeah, you see now there. I can't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not having that. You got to start livening up yourself. But you got, got to wise up a little bit. I know. He's like not once, but twice. Yeah. Got caught doing balloons. Stop is... hanging out of those people. Yeah, right? Stop doing it. Public mates. Mates. You're taking the pictures of him. And you're thinking, hold on a sec. Come on. Stitching him up. Yeah. At least, or at least have one like you've made a little pretty dog out of one as well. <laughs> so you can half get away with being an entertainer. <laughs> Yeah. Just walking around. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's right. I was he's walking around with a playable dog. Yeah. Boo school of uh, <laughs> education. I think I, think, I think I did see a, a boo in one of the pictures anyway. A little top of his head. A boo. Um, yeah, a boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, another character, Di Canio. Mm. I mean, he comes in that season, we finished fifth. Uh, what was he like to be around? He was, uh, he could be intense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, as a player, what a player. My goodness. And, uh, he could do things uh, that not many people could. <laughs> in, in fact, Harry used to love him. 
and like like properly. He used to love Joe Cole. He used to love Paolo, and it, what he used to do as well, he's like line up the defenders and he would do one on ones, and it, and they'd love it. They'd try and make us look stupid. Harry would be saying, "Ah, oh, mate, these defenders, I can't stand." Like, he almost couldn't stand defenders. Let's make them look stupid. Take them yeah. on. Let's try, make them. <laughs> and in the end, this one day, we, we all said we got together. It was me, Unzi, Rio. Potsy might have been there as well and we said look we've had enough of this absolutely <laughs> had enough of this whoever gets Paolo next because there was a big long long line of them so whoever gets Paolo next you just absolutely go through him and this is a Thursday we shouldn't really <laughs> but they were just taking the, taking the piss out of us and we'd had enough and we thought right that's it and it just so happens it was Rhino so Unzi picks Paolo comes in Unzi picks it Paolo goes to do his little step over and Unzi cleans him out <laughs> Bobber cleans him out and Harry, said, Harry shouted out stop no he was screaming he was like he said that's it and we all still would have that's not so funny now is it <laughs> but we did make it, we did make sure Palo was alright but, but yeah, talking about uh, tricky players um, we texted I texted Trevor Sinclair said have you got any questions for your old colleague and he said uh, does he still wake up in a cold sweat like me after we were both sent for a taxi many times in a game off Ginola <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I definitely do I remember that day Trevor was playing I think I might have been playing right back come on six foot four right back. I was playing right back and Trevor's playing right midfield and we got an absolute scene <laughs> and you know, the worst thing was after the game I think I might have even I might have, I might have asked him for his shirt in a tunnel and said listen now you, I might as well can you sign it and say I've, you've just been given a proper scene to and then, and then but as he came in he came in he didn't have a bead of sweat on him he took his top off the top didn't have a bead and it smelled unbelievable I was like come on <laughs> I, I, I chucked it to Trevor and said, "Have a look at that, Trevor. He's not even been trying." And, uh, yeah, so we got we got a CNC that day, and I couldn't even get close enough to kick him, which was annoying. Oh, yeah. um, was it that season that we got to the the quarter final of the cup again, or was that a few? Or was that I'm you know sure. that, 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 sure. that year? Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of more character, Joe Cole, Cole Joe yeah. Cole coming through. Cole, yeah. What you could do with a ball is unbelievable. Do you remember the he's first like, time yeah, we saw him? Yeah, he's only did. He comes across and plays with. Played, he come and come across and train with the first team, first time, and everyone's talked about because everyone's going to ask. He's done these dudes. Yeah. He's, like, no, he's too small. He's going to get eaten alive. But he can make the ball talk. It was it was ridiculous. And we had some really good passers in, in the team and really good players. And they all bounced in a training session. It was it was great to watch, but uh, not so great to play against because you end up like like I say that they used to like making the defenders look like fools. But Coley was a and he still is a real lovely fella yeah. as well as being a great player mm. people forget as well he went to I oh know he, he left that but he did a great job for England on the left yeah. playing out of position yeah. really because they try to find him they should have just he was one of them players where you should say just go and play where you want to play yeah. and produce and, mm. and, and build a team around him and, and so you have other people to do their other, other jobs because he worked hard but just go and say well, I can't go and produce and go and do what you you, you are good at and that's like winning games producing moments that are going to create like winning teams yeah I mean in terms of England I mean were you ever close it was like you were playing really well for Russia you'd won the league with Blackburn I mean did it ever yeah. did you ever come close was, you played uh, under 21s didn't you played under 21s yep. yeah played under 21s played under in a World Cup under 20 World Cup in Australia which was brilliant we come third um, then I played for the under 21s and I was told that uh, Venables was when I was at Blackburn had come to to watch me a few times and towards the end of that season we won it and I was supposed to be the next season was supposed to be getting closer and closer but sadly I did my uh, did my ankle so 
I was out for a year. So after that goes, you can get, you can still come back in it. And, and but there were just too many other good players. Then I'd had my sort of window, and uh, it just gone. But I enjoyed my time at West Ham, and there was st- there's still rumblings on the second season when I did all right, and, we, and I was told people are watching. But listen, every player says the country's watching. But it would have been, it would have been lovely. I mean, watching the World Cup in 2006, it was just majority West Ham players that yeah. you would have played with, right? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. And, but well, that's brilliant. That's I just mm. thought, and then people like Trev. Trev, Trev deserved everything he got because he worked so hard and he was an exceptional player. So I, I used to love watching them. I used to love watching all the players and just and just hoping they did well. Um, so season ninety nine two thousand starts and uh, obviously Stuart Pearce <laughs> means you only play thirty seven minutes. Unbelievable. That, that, yeah. that year, tough. Yeah, I mean, I, everyone says I used to be injury prone, but I didn't. I used to have I used to have big injuries. <laughs> so instead of little nigger, I'd have a the ankle one was a problem because they said I could have been finished at 21. So that was to come back. I was really happy. I came back and I was lucky for a surgeon up up north, Mr. Hodgkinson. So he saved my career. So that was that was. So I'm, then you think you're through it. Yeah. But then uh, I, I said I broke my knee against Tottenham, uh, broke my leg against Tottenham, and I think then I might have done the damage then. Then, because then they they rushed me back to to do the um what into Toto couple into Toto yeah, yeah into yeah. Toto two Bob <laughs> so we went to, we played at Heravine and I and I I hadn't played at all and and uh, the gaffer he put me in so I played that game I felt okay but then the first game of the season came out when it was Tottenham again and it was it was a funny it's just, it's a strange when looking back on it I felt funny in the tunnel before the game like it's like, like um, I listen I'm not into all that but it was yeah. almost like I because I wasn't nervous like I know like I always was nervous before a game and I wasn't nervous and we went out and silly silly my namesake he was rushing around like a blue ass fly on the day because um, he was just because he was in trying to impress or whatever and he appeared yeah. from nowhere my leg got caught in between his tree trunks and then that was it it was oh. like someone knew oh. exploded so oh, and that was man. it for that season so it's, it's horrible it's a horrible feeling because you, you just you just want as a footballer you just, just want to play. play yeah you want to play mm. I mean it, it must have been a weird season to kind of be sat on the touchlines watching because the wheels kind of came off really but we had been progress up until then in terms mm. of you joining West Ham and then mm. Uh, Rio goes, and yeah. you know, then Harry Rendam ends up getting sacked in the season. Yeah. I mean, what what your memories from that time? Like, yeah, things change. Things change, but I, I've got to be honest. I struggled with just trying to come back. And then when you're sat there, you, you don't. You sometimes you, they, they do their best, but you just don't feel part of it as much. But then you're watching and you're willing them on, and then you see these different things change, and you see different players leaving, and you do wonder where are we going to go. But listen, the club always changes and always always evolving. So. And at the time, I was just desperate to come back, so I was, I was concentrating on that and a little couple of setbacks. And it took ages; it took a while to come back. Mm. Mm. When when Rio got sold, how did how did you did you feel like oh this is a bit of the end of an era, a bit in a way? You knew, you knew he was going because he was he he, he did. I'm I'm friends with Rio now, so lovely fella, top pe- top person to be around, but what a player! So he knew. Mm. He was going to go to a, a, yeah. a, another team, like a team that was challenging for the league, or a team that was going to be winning honours, and, and it, it surprised me a little bit. But at the time, Leeds were throwing a kitchen sink at it. They were going in Europe. They were so the fee didn't even surprise me either, to be honest, because he's just worth, worth his weight in gold, and like he showed when he went to Man United. So you just see him going. It's, it is disappointing, but sometimes you can't hold on to some of these some of these players. Which was, if you look back, if we'd have held on to 
Rio, Frank, Jermaine, Joe Cole, Glenn Johnson. Carrick. Carrick. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, Carrick in midfield. What a player. Trevor, Jermaine. And we'd have... You, you sometimes think, well, what if you could keep hold of them all? Why wouldn't you have been challenging for the top mm. of the like, yeah. for a, for a title or whatever? But it just doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. Mm. I mean, into those players you just named, how many Champions League and Premier oh, League yeah. medals between them? Sensational, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, silverware. Yeah. Sold off. It, yeah. No, that's true. Um, so I guess the, the big end of 2001, Harry Redknapp gets sacked. Um, we had a question from Big George. Uh, on the forum did 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 any of the players have any idea why Harry and the board had fallen out were the players aware of what was going on was it a surprise no it was a surprise really mm. yeah it was a surprise and then Glenn took over Glenn yeah Rowney. Glenn Rowney yeah and um, no it was, it was a surprise at the time there was rumblings but even then you, you, you didn't take it serious and you didn't really know the ins and outs of, yeah. of mm. what was happening above us but um, when it happened yeah it was a shock it was a shock and then it took a while for the for the players to settle, but and they chose to go with Glenn, and then and you have to get on with it as a player. So, when we talk to ex-players, a lot of them say they were up for Glenn Roder. That he seemed, he seemed like a really good coach. I mean, yeah. was that an opinion you oh, no, shared? Yeah, yeah, no, he um, he had a way of working, and and you and you could tell he was a good coach. It was just um, sometimes you'd wonder about the way he could deal with big personalities. But yep. even then, he he came through it and. He, he he put his stamp on it and he tried. We came seventh, I think, or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, seventh, yeah. Wasn't it? yeah, seventh. So that was so he did he did well, and then just so happens the next year it, it started off bad. I think we started off badly, didn't we? And then mm. it just until Christmas, if we had done at Christmas, we accelerated and, and did really well. And, it was a little spell. Yeah, and then sadly he got he had the uh, the illness, and so he did really well to to come back from that. Really. Mm. Um, and before we dwell on that kind of the end of that season there's mm. some characters knocking around the club just before Jimmy Bullard for example <laughs> who never I don't think he actually played a game no, but I mean no. on the training pitch could you tell this guy was insane listen Jimmy, Jimmy's favourite day back then was the first day of pre-season because he could run and run and run and run and everyone else was just unfit so that was his best day <laughs> but back then if you brought the balls out he, was, he just disappeared but <laughs> no, he was you could tell yeah he's nuts but Jimmy and, I, and Jimmy came back I had him at Fulham as well but because we knew each other from, he pushed certain people, but then you'd, you'd end up saying, "Listen, come on, Jimmy," and you give him a little dig, and he'd, and he'd go and bother someone else. But, <laughs> but he has, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy was the only player when we went to Fulham when he was at Fulham. Jimmy, we went on a pre-season tour. All the lads, we were in Austria, and all the lads are told, "You train, then you rest, and then we train." You have to rest. There's no. Jimmy, you train, go and have 18 holes of golf <laughs> to try and wear him out and then train again just to try and keep him occupied. Yeah. Because when he played golf and and fished, he was calm. But then all the other times he was looking for uh, <laughs> something to do. <laughs> There's a story of him when he gets called up to England. I think him and David Bentley like opened the windows of the hotel and running out to McDonald's together. <laughs> like, so we're just so bored. Yeah. Him and Bentley. <laughs> I yeah, know, that's it's not funny. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine him. I can imagine him doing that. But when he, he took his football seriously and he was a good player. Mm. And when he was when he got from Wigan and he came to front, he was he was good. But. Um, yeah, no, he, he could he could he could be a bit lively. <laughs> Do you know what though? When I watched that, well, he was on the celebrity, wasn't he? Celebrity mm. thing. Yeah, I'm a celebrity. What a tart! <laughs> <laughs> what was it? it was something was on him, and immediately he was trying to get out. And yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, <joke. laughs> um, 
what about City Kamara? There's a name from that scene. Titi, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He was a big lad. Titi, t- t- he took a Talking bit of pressure off me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how my mind works. <laughs> he took a bit of pressure off me. It was good, so the size way. But do you know what? He was another one. He came from Liverpool. In flashes, he could he could do like something really special. But then he got injured and a little niggles, and he just couldn't get fit again. But it was real, real nice fella. Right. Really nice fella to be around. Mm. Um, so one of the reasons you're like one of my favourite players that ever played for West Ham and I'm not that saying that just that because you're here that can't be right <laughs> during that 2002-2003 season when we were really in trouble I remember match of the day we, I think it was maybe when we beat Chelsea and we got into this habit of having a huddle before the match mm. and I remember the camera zoomed in and you were the one doing all the talking it wasn't the captain you were the one pointing fingers yeah. I mean I that's that <laughs> I don't know what, what were you, Do you remember the kinds of things you were saying? I think I was ordering pizzas and who wanted ham and who wanted <laughs> No, I can remember so that So you want to be a vegan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, so I always wanted half of them. Um, no, I can remember that day. It was a big game and I don't know what came over me because normally I wasn't I wasn't really big showy. Mm. Some players are like big showy on the pitch and they do things for the fans or they do... I was more... I'd like to try and show them as in playing or perform mm. but that day it was it was a big game and we needed to and I just something come over me and we just felt like we needed to I think someone else yeah. had a go and then just to push home the point and really really understand how big a game it was what a big yep. game it was they, and see it and then probably them looking at me going what's he going on about <laughs> so at least it made them relax or a little, little bit of a laugh about it I remember I did it once and I had a meltdown at Old Trafford <laughs> when we got we got beat six one, I think, didn't we? And it was it was an or it might have been a worse. Mm. And it was one of those days. Was that Gary? Was that Gary Breen? Yeah, me and Breen. I watched that with a Man U fan. Yeah, that and, wasn't good. And at the end, we got we had a goal, didn't we? That was disallowed, even though it was a genuinely goal. And the Man U fan I was watching it with was going, ah. I was like, have some, <laughs> yeah, come on, respect, have some respect. <laughs> we were, I can remember we were one. There's only one or two at half time. And uh, I remember the manager saying, listen, we'll leave here. We're just all, all that's important. It was a cup game. So all that's important because of the position we were in in the leagues, we leave here feeling good about ourselves, a good performance. So 7-1 at the end, or 6-1 or 7 yeah. I came in six. and I had a proper meltdown in the change room. Really? It was one of them when I was... I went... And I don't, like I said, that was probably that one time and then I... I had to go into the bathroom after letting venting. So I was absolutely caning myself as well because I'd just I'd been the defender. I'd, me and Breeny had, God, we had a bad day, and then so then I'd done that, and I had to go into the I had to like deep breathing. It was one of them into a bag in the in the uh, toilet because I was everyone was like hell. <laughs> afterwards, about two days afterwards, I got tortured by the players and I absolutely like tortured from them. <laughs> said, what were you doing? You lemon? <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it was. That, big games all the players knew and they were really aware that we had to step up otherwise it was going to get embarrassing mm, I mean do you, do you think part of it being a fan as well it, for me it looked like god this guy like we were in this trouble and this guy cares he really yeah. cares oh no yeah but the, 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 all the team did but every now and then I, like I said I don't know what came over me that day just because it was a, I didn't really like doing that in front of because I sometimes question some players when they do it but mm. no that, that I was we were devastated that year. I was mm. devastated that year. Like, and it, 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 it annoys me now that on my CV, I've got a relegation. Yeah. And mm. it, I've got a relegation with West Ham. And it, mm. I, I can't I can't stand it. And even now, it really, it just irks me constantly. So, well, 
Yeah. I almost hate to bring this question up, but we had one from a guy called Billy Bond's ball bag. He said, uh, <laughs> my question to Ian would be... It might you... be Billy Bond's actual ball bag. His ball bag is doing well time. <laughs> uh, do you ever wake up in a cold sweat thinking of the missed chances in that Southampton game? It was a big ask to expect a defender to show the clinical finishing of a striker, but if just one of those chances had gone in, well, who can say how our season would have panned out? Wow, just to be, just just to be clear, just I'm not that. holding you responsible for our relegation yeah wear that no um, <laughs> I can remember that I think that was the first time I played up front when I, um, uh, and I'd gone through and I was one on one with Ante and Ante reminds, reminded me of it later when I was at Fulham but <laughs> yeah no I should have scored that day and uh, yeah that, that you when people don't re- you actually think about those moments yeah, I, I was lucky to score because I scored against Bolton I scored against Middlesbrough and I think I got another one somewhere as well so and he realised as a forward, that's why I used to like playing up front because it, you know one chance isn't you got another chance coming along. When you're at the back, you make a mistake. It's normally you're a goal. Punished, yeah. yeah, it's normally a goal. But oh no, yeah, I I always do. I always wake up and think, oh, why could I have not just slipped it and scored? Or but I remember Shearer used to say, when you get into those situations, just put your foot for it. So I remember trying to do that on the day, and obviously I wasn't Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those those moments they all add up, and it's yeah, it's horrible. The one, the worst one for me was Middlesbrough. I'd scored. We were away and scored against Southgate and Ekiog. So that was a that was a fee in itself because those two were formidable. But so I was lucky enough to have scored, and I was just absolutely goose because I'd done a lot of running up front because yep. Jermaine sometimes didn't. <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only kidding. No, Jermaine was so we'd done a lot of running, but then they got a corner right towards the end, and so I had to go back and then switch trying to switch back, which is, sounds stupid because yeah. you should be able to do it easily. But I, I was marking Ekiog, and he had a the, the ball cut came in, and he had a run on me, and so like he almost used me as a step ladder and headed and scored to, for us to draw the game, and I was devastated again. And so he's right, but mm. all everything it adds up, and all these little small things, and then you realise if I could have just nicked a point there, two points there. Yeah. Hmm. But even at Bolton, when we lost, we yeah. lost to Kocha's goal, and I ended up. Getting sent off and trying to fight everyone on the pitch—it was, <laughs> I mean, was horrendous. We had horrendous we had a few time. questions about that. I mean, but what was what happened? That there was just a frustration. Yeah, that was proper. That was like uh, we knew that day was winner take all. Really, if we'd have beat, we were we were just as we were just as good as them or, or better yeah. and on the day a cotcher goes and rifles one in from the 18 yard box or just outside the penalty box top corner, and you're thinking, "Oh, for goodness!" And so then we ended up throwing a kitchen sink at them, and I remember it. I remember the keeper caught, caught it, threw the ball out. I, I was up front for some reason. Uh, it was towards the end, and I had to run back. And I thought, oh. and I can remember it was—I think it was Charlton, little chap, like, mm. little fella Charlton. He was a good player, but he got on the ball, and instead of just running with him, I just like used to do in the playground. He used to smash him, and his legs caught, and he went flying. <laughs> so then he popped up, and then that was it. The red miss came, which was stupid. I was. Yeah. The first one coming towards me, and I, no, I think yeah, the first one coming to me was Charlton, so it must be someone else because he was. I thought I can't smash him because people will say I'm picking him. <laughs> so then Bergson come up, Nolan come up, and I, want, I was doing, and it was terrible. I was trying to do everyone. I remember it was Ryan Rennie, he was the one who sent me off as well. I said, What are you sending me off for? Was it you, Ryan Rennie? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was. God, what about he was you, Ryan Rennie? He was on uh, a show we've just made, a quiz show. Like was a month ago, yeah. <laughs> Should I ask him about it? I would have. I didn't even right. think about that. No, he's not. Um, 
He might be from the Samasia Booth School. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to mess about him. He's a kickboxer. Yeah, sure. yeah. He's a, he's a unit. Yeah, yeah, he's a big... yeah. On that day, as I'm walking off, I remember Chris Coleman, my friend of mine, said that Sam Adpies said nobody looking because they had the two little separate things, didn't they? So yep. as you're going off, I was I was even ready to go for anyone on the bench who had said it or done anything. It was. <laughs> Did he say what Alan and I said? Don't look at yeah, it. Yeah, just look straight ahead. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't look at it. That's what Chris Coleman told me like, like, a year later. When said, like, Alan and I sat there, he said, everyone just stare forward. Like, Fear. <laughs> don't yeah. look at him. Do you know when people are kicking off on a tube yeah. or something and you're a little bit worried? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just don't make eye contact. <laughs> just pretend it's not happening. I can't, I can't see, you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that season, is, I mean, it's still the most heartbreaking mm. for me as a mm. fan. Like, um, but then you say like right, so Rhoda collapses. I think was it Middlesbrough yeah. at home towards the end of the season. Mm, I mean, good. I mean, did that kind of galvanise the players anymore, or was it the like... fact that it was so serious? It was life threatening for him. So yep. that was a massive, massive moment for him. And he, like I say, personally, he did brilliantly to recover and come back. Um, there was a part of us then. First of all, you're just hoping he's okay, and then second of all, you're thinking, come on, let's let's try and do it for him, or mm. let's and then. When uh, Sir Trevor comes and he's the manager, um, he was for me. He was brilliant, Trevor, so to deal with the situation, to come in how he did, but just the way he was with the players as well. He was a proper football man, and he and he told his straight. That's what I loved. Yeah. But there were times, you know, I'd end up, you'd end up playing with niggles, just because of your own personal desire to get us out of the trouble, but also just out. Just I, I'd have played for him with extra so I was yep. never ever 100% anyway but I wanted to make sure that I I got out when he asked me to and, and go and play but it, it was devastating that, like I said that, that year we just started off so badly when we got to Christmas we had a run of results where if we'd have main t- or started like that we'd have been top half like yep. top half mm-hmm. of the table and it was just it was just the, the players we had and the way we went down it was a, it was a, it was really it was a disgrace so mm-hmm. and, so I mean that summer I mean, the, the first twenty-four hours after relegation, you got Defoe handed in a transfer request. Yeah, that wasn't Jermaine. So that 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 that's where he was a young boy, and that's where mm. he was badly, badly advised because Jermaine's not. That's not Jermaine. So mm. that would have been an agency and an opportunity where he's starting to get the ball rolling on when he's going to move. And yep. that had nothing. That had nothing to do with Jermaine. And the players knew that. We just yeah. said, I mean, you were stupid to be guided that way. But um, Jermaine's a, a, a proper proper lovely fella and, and cares deeply about his football so he, that was just bad advice but yeah. that summer it was dis- it was it was horrendous because you just well, everywhere it was just constantly reminded of it and you're you're actually ashamed I was ashamed to be part of a team that got relegated yeah. and, and being at West Ham as well I was, and then you get to uh, halfway through the summer and you're thinking well there's there's only one thing you can do and there's trying to get be part of it to get them back yeah. but then you see people getting sold off um, it was like almost like last one out turn off the lights sort yeah. of thing because they had to obviously rearrange the wage bill Chelsea come in with Glenn Johnson and Coley I think as well so. yeah. Yeah. Joe Cole yeah Joe, Joe, Glenn was the first one to go for six minutes so then you think well we got to regroup here and I never ever sounds a bit stupid but I never ever been playing out of the, the premiership so then you, you think right this, this is treated as a little mini adventure because you're yeah. going to play it, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's we have to start strong to get and unfortunately I was suspended because of the blooming sending off <laughs> of course. Well, so I had to miss the first two or three <laughs> yeah. I bet when that fixture list comes out didn't yeah. we play Rotherham wasn't there an well, issue yeah. with Rotherham and the yeah, training yeah, rooms they made a big fit, but 
Was that stupid? Did that happen? It, 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 well, that, we were told because it was so tight in the change rooms to start getting changed in the hotel and then turn up and then get changed. So then they made a big thing about it. Oh, they didn't oh. want to change mm-hmm. it. And that's the furthest thing. Right? As if they yeah. couldn't lay. There's a few things you could say about me, but you couldn't say I was big time or anything. Like <laughs> that. I'd have changed. I played for Oxford, my local team, a lot. Just and I'd have changed anywhere. So that was a load of rubbish. People just looking for angles, and yeah. we and we I think we lost that day. Yeah, Rob Wilson got his teeth knocked out. No. So that wasn't a good day. He went. I can remember he was looking around the pitch with his teeth, Christian oh. Bailey, and found him and had him put inserted back in when he come back down south. <laughs> Couldn't believe him. So I thought That's my day was bad. Yeah, yeah, I thought my day was bad. He was, he was like that. In fact, you know those little little things of milk caps and like, little, yes, he yeah. put his teeth in his milk as he on the way home on the bus. <laughs> So come on, Chris. Looking for a deep fried Mars bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whack them in there, yeah. yeah. We've, we've had a bit of a feature on this podcast of like, have you seen Christian Daly? Because he's the one player we've been trying to like, try to nail down. And yeah. like, uh, he's back up in, I know his boy's just signed for Dundee. Right. United. Dundee United. He's been doing some sky bits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got he's his been, number. He's been yeah. spotted in a Starbucks in Brentwood. Oh, he'd be, he'd be around. Yeah, I think he's got places up and that, but that was the best song ever, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's the main player. thing. I, I want him to sing, sing that. that song. Yeah, I used to sing that. <laughs> When I used to watch games, I used to sing it. I ended up singing what I was... <laughs> we, we tried to get Ludo McCloskey to sing the Ludo song, but he wouldn't have it. No. <laughs> no he didn't want I it. I tried three times. Said, we're, we're, he was laughing. I said, no, go on, Ludo, sing it. Yeah, he goes, yes. it, <laughs> I said, no, really, Ludo, <laughs> sing it. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> was he aware of that song? Right? He must, Christian yeah. must have been, yeah, yeah. yeah. He must have been. But he was the fittest man in the world, Christian, wasn't he? He yeah. put everyone to shame. He was like yeah. a blooming machine. But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, he must have been. I remember going to... It was the FA Cup final. I went to Cardiff a couple of times. I'm sure Christian played in that game. Well, yeah, I think he did. And play- I watched the two playoff games that we had and the, and the Cup final. And so, yeah, I was singing away that day. So Yeah. I mean, that first playoff final, that, so that season you played him, we got to the playoff semi-final. Yeah, and, I, was, uh, I was devastated. I wanted to be... I was. I didn't want to leave, to be honest. But in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in circumstances, it went. And uh, to be honest, I, I was rubbish at Fulham anyway for the first year or whatever. So... The, I should never have left. I didn't want to leave West Ham, and and then going to watch that game was bittersweet because I wanted to be playing part of it. I wanted to be mm. part of the team getting us about it. But who was that first one? Was it Preston or Palace? Uh, Palace. Palace was first. Yeah, 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 beat yeah. Preston. Yeah, the semi-final. Uh, up to but I maintain it's one of the best atmospheres I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, yeah. Park. No, but that that place it was just special on a night game it was a night game wasn't it yeah that, yeah. Yeah, that night yeah and night games at Upton Park were just, were just something in itself because you'd, you'd have different it was a different atmosphere and it was it was special so yeah in those moments and you're thinking well but when it was, it was horrendous when they got beat in the mm. actual final yep <laughs> Neil oh, Shipley oh Ships yeah and I know Ships I played with him when I was a kid so he got a bit of abuse that night so but and then going back to the next year Preston it was the worst game ever but we still managed to sneak in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well same against Blackpool recently yeah, we, had, no. we had a dreadful second half they yeah. deserved it and somehow we snuck a winner yeah. thank god god yeah I was there as well yeah, yeah. Wonder, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean on that point leaving West Ham for Fulham we had a question from I've got curly hair too I've on a case love it did he want did you want to leave for Fulham or was it a case that you were forced out um, there was a I didn't want to leave to be honest I wanted to be part of the team trying to get us back up and I, I felt obliged to do that because I, and I, I just and I, and I need to do it but there was Mr Pardew came in and, and mm-hmm. I think he was looking there wasn't many from the, the old team he, he created his old, a new a new team and I think if I'd have stayed I think he'd have been right but there was an issue with the wages 
and um, in the end, I ended up going. I ended up going, and Andy Melvin came the other, the other way. I think. Is that, is that a like for like or? <laughs> I'd like to think, listen, Melv was a proper, because he played with, like I said, he played with Cookie at Fulham and he was, he's a proper hard nut, that defender, Melv, but I'd like to think I was a little bit more mobile. <laughs> but he was a proper, proper defender. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so post your West Ham career, I've had one question from Expat Hammer. In while you were at Lincoln, you were sent off before getting on the pitch. Can you talk us through it? <laughs> I, was, I was at Lincoln as assistant manager. Chris Sutton was manager, and we got the job. We got the job as a as a duo. And so like, it wasn't going great, and it was that bad that I had to end up playing. And that that day I was sub for so, so I was sub, and uh, it wasn't going really well. And they had a I can't remember we were playing, but he had a big meat cleave of a centre forward playing for him, and he had a big boy on the bench. And Sutty was wasn't shy, and he said something, and this big lump started coming across. And I was stood there, and I'm thinking, well, I either let him get on with with the manager, or I step in. And all I did was step in and pushed him a little bit, and he pushed me in. It was a little bit of handbags. And the next minute, <laughs> the referee comes. Out. I, th- I thought you could get away with a push underneath the neck down or whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure I stayed in the premises without rule. <laughs> but the next minute, he's bumped me off, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I've not even been on. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sub that's not even got on a pitch and been sent off. <laughs> wasn't a great example to set the, the young lads that we had in the team but uh, no yeah it was a tough it wasn't a great day <laughs> the knees up by the brown west ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com forward slash west ham and the offer continues triple your odds on your first bet sunderland away this weekend i mean that's worth a flutter isn't it definitely is andy carroll i reckon andy carroll actually yeah, yeah. andy carroll west ham to win yep. if you think that you can go to aasport.com forward slash West Ham and get triple your odds on your first bet. And give me a, give me a cut if you win. <laughs> um, so obviously West Ham are now just about to move from the bowling grounds. Mm. I mean, uh, how do you feel about it? About it? Or are you emotional about it? Uh, no, I, yeah, I am actually sorry. Um, just because of, like I said, what I said earlier, the atmosphere sometimes was, was really, it was just special. Even as an, uh, as an uh, away team, I mean, just... When I used to come down with Blackburn and we played on a one night and we and we came down and you just realised there was a different buzz, there was a different different yeah. feel to it. So I, I missed that, but obviously you got to progress and and the, the new stadium hopefully is gonna, it was a great deal and and we're going to get in there and make it our own and um, hopefully progress with it. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a wrench. Mm. What in terms of your favourite memories? What what sticks out for you? Oh, that's, tr- that's tricky to be fouled. Obviously, John Moncur getting getting naked. Yeah, cool. that was yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> getting yeah. the mushroom out. Yeah, I tell you, do you know what? And it's not a great memory because do you remember we played Wimbledon and it was an evening game again and we played Wimbledon and Wright was playing, Razor was playing. We had uh, Javier Margas was making his debut. Margas, who now runs a, Margas. like a sex hotel in he Chile. Probably does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. So yeah, it was, on, it was on tequila. Some, <laughs> it's on some programs, some yeah, travelogue. It? Yeah, it, it's wow. like a, it's like a sex themed hotel. Where you have different, you hire a room which is like a car and one which is like a. I'm gonna have to dungeon. give Javier a call. I'm sure I'm doing a little <laughs> chilly trip. But uh, no, yeah, so Javier was there, and it was like the first half. I remember we were like we were like Brazil. We were popping it around. It was we were winning three 0 We got cheered off. Everyone was ah, oh, we were the best since <laughs> last They came out second half, and they decided to use the left back Kimball and launch it over Javier's head. It was like welcome to football, and they beat us four three. We were booed off. Yeah, but I can remember the atmosphere. This in the first half was brilliant. Yeah, also goals. I managed to score a goal. 
against Leeds and I was lucky enough to be man of the match it must have been a real poor match because I was man, I was man of the match well, I played wing back yeah a few people said in fact yeah. on Lee West Ham United said best wing back performance I can ever remember seeing in the flesh <laughs> but as yeah. yeah he's obviously not seen many wing backs <laughs> <laughs> but that day um, Isle was playing and if you got Isle at home yeah and you made a run you knew he was going to pick you out every single time so all you have to do is just keep making runs but that was a funny story that day because Potsy uh, Potsy was was told he was playing wing back and I could see he didn't want to play wing back and we were in the change room before the game and uh, he's looking I was like, Potsy you don't, he said look I, I want to play as the we were playing three and he said I'd love that's much more comfortable there and so Harry come in and I said to him Harry Potsy doesn't really want to shall I I'll play and he he said Yep, go on and do it. <laughs> and we went out. We played, and I was lucky enough to score. And I see the interview afterwards. I got mad at the match, and I see the end of the manager's interview afterwards. And he said, oh, "What about um, what about that then? What what, what, what made you play in Pierce there?" <laughs> and he went, "We've been working all week in training." <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because Potsy didn't want to play there. That's the truth. Because we've had quite a few people. Dave WHU said uh, you, when you played against Leeds and we beat them three 0 it was your best game for the club. Um, it was your definitely your finest hour. You tore them a new one that night. There yeah, you go. I enjoyed that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I must have had some other bag. I must have played a bit better at centre half. Come on, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like this anecdote actually from Brownie eighty three. Everton at home in ninety seven ninety eight. He cleared the ball into the West Stand lower, which smashed me straight in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> And I dropped my burger. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrible. I can't believe I totally destroyed your burger. That's not good. Um, They'd be sold out of burgers by now. These days. Yeah. And lastly, best goal. I mean, there's a lot to choose from. We, should, for we have to talk about the Spurs goal. Oh, we? yeah. I mean, that yeah, goal, White Hart Lane. Yeah. Is that the best one? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Just for the... I, I've told it quite a few times, but yeah, because I tell it, I just love it. But when we were 1-0 we were, we were down, when we were struggling... And why I don't know. I've watched it back as a kid. My kids watch it, and they say I, I, I try and remind them I did actually play. <laughs> and then uh, so I, I can remember just wandering forward for some reason, or going, and then it pops out, literally as if I'm. Who's gonna? When would I ever think about it? Half volley, left foot, edge of the box. <laughs> I must have had just a moment of. So as it's hit my foot, as soon as I've t- hit it, I, I knew. <laughs> I thought, oh. and I go, as it hit, it flew in, and I, I wheeled away. I remember wheeling away. I thought, I can't. I'm going the wrong way here because I knew all our lot were in a corner. So as I came back, I, the best thing ever. You see that because some some of the fans they must have gone they must have thought I see it because it was really close yeah. they, they, were, they must have left but to see them running back up yeah. and jumping through <laughs> like coming back out yeah. uh, other steps it was oh, it was brilliant it's but, steep as well I remember the, the equaliser uh, the stairs with the away fans yeah. in White Hart Lane it's quite steep yeah. I've mm. been right at the top of it for when we equalised and like it's perilous yeah I'd imagine, I'd imagine <laughs> so if you yeah. score you can literally yeah. kill yourself oh, down yeah. the stairs and the other thing I remember as well I was seeing and you look you watch it back and two of our lot were in the Tottenham end and they couldn't obviously I think sometimes you go and sit on your hands yeah. but they they were up and they uh. bounced and as I ran past them I couldn't help but smile as they were like that. <laughs> I was thinking that you better start getting a shift on <laughs> <laughs> she might be copying one yeah. 
they were never seen again. No, yeah. that's it. But do you know what? That day, so it was brilliant. But I was so tired after the celebration. Got a bit carried away with the celebration. We went back. They went down the other end. And I almost coughed, coughed up a chance for Teddy Sheridan. <laughs> so uh, luckily, he didn't. He, lucky, I think he, I blocked it or something happened there. So mm-hmm. in the end, we got away with it. Yeah, you can find that on YouTube. It's got a really yeah. interesting title. It's Ian Pierce scores a blockbuster at White Hart Lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, amazing times. And uh, that's a now. What's now you're you're doing work at Brighton? I am. Yes, I'm in recruitment. Um, so I'm head of the South uh, for, uh, recruitment in, at Brighton for the first team and stuff like that. So I'm really enjoying it. It's a little bit another bit of education uh, to add to the CV and, and uh, to learn. So and to be fair, it's really good club. Lovely yeah. people, mm-hmm. lovely people down there. And they're doing well at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing they're doing all right. So just hopefully they got to keep uh, riding that wave and uh, see how far it takes them when you see someone who you think is really good are you worried about other clubs coming in for them yeah God, yeah, definitely because there's no real secrets in football anymore there's not just because the amount of uh, detail in which clubs go in, in trying to find these players what I really like is if you've stumbled across someone because uh, like you, you go to non-league games you go to Vanarama I think it's a Vanarama or the, the conference yep. what they call it now uh, you go to those games and if you just find something that really interests you and excites you oh, that's 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 a good feeling and then you just you try and get the the the, the um job done sharpish because you know there's there's always another team yeah. there's always someone else knocking about what does worry me is the uh, sometimes you, you put in lots of reports you, I'd hate to have seen some of the reports on me as I was playing have you written off a player who's then gone on to like do a thing uh, you always get you, mm. you always get one or two or three mm. or four so, <laughs> uh, you'll always get the ones that prove you wrong but I, mm. and I like that as well because what, what I particularly like is players that have been written off or players who have come down levels uh, from from a big club to a, a really young and then they've gone down and they're the ones that have come back and that shows that they've got a proper burning desire to to play and to mm. and to get back yep. to it. and they're, they're the ones that they're the ones that um show that real yeah desire and and mm. and love for the football yep. Yeah, uh, and not to be too morbid, but obviously the Shoreham air crash happened right outside uh, Brighton's training grounds. It was prison, was that your office? Yep, it's, uh, it's terrible. It's, I, could, I remember seeing the clips, and and that that road there is is the road which is really close to the training ground, mm. and it's a horrendous thing for the families involved. But um, that is when you realise how good the club is and how important they are to the community mm. because the way they've gone around they helped the police they, they had the police used our training ground as a headquarters um, the families were, were we tr- they tried to look after the families they tried to do everything possible to, to help and uh, that's when you realise that's, that, that it's, proper, it's a proper yeah, club it's, it's a community proper, yeah it's a mm. proper club yeah. Yeah. I always a soft spot for Bryson mm. yeah yeah always like them mm. yeah and as we say he's looking good this season yeah that's I hope right. they come I up so. well I hope you come up I hope so yeah 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 um, in terms of what's happening right now at West Ham, obviously we had the Norwich game at the weekend, James, 2-2, two, yes. two, last minute equaliser, that doesn't happen very often? No, we should have had a few more, we had some chances, didn't we? Norwich were better, for, I think in the end the draw is a fair result, but the first half hour, again, we haven't turned up, Newcastle mm. was the only team we've outplayed all the match this season mm. at home, and Leicester yeah. and Bournemouth, and now uh, Norwich have kind of outplayed us, Yeah, most of it, which is slightly worrying. 
Um, it seems like a bit of a mixed bag our form this season. Andy. I mean, where do you think we're 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 at at the moment? I like the facts. Listen, if someone had said you're going to go to those three places away from like that, yeah, that's you'd have put you don't know you'd have said no chance and laughed them out. But I just like the fact that there is a togetherness and there's a steeliness involved in our team at the moment because at the weekend they go they go two one down. Sometimes in days gone by, that would have been the end of it. They, you, they wouldn't have come back. Yeah. But they've shown resilience and they've shown a proper game. Yep. We want to get back in this game, and I, and that's really important because the players that we have, you know, the other side of it, the playing the, and the passing and the way we want to play, that's going to come. So to have the steeliness and and the the, the togetherness, I think is really important. And I just think the other main thing for me is you got. Uh, I think Tompkins played Jenkinson, yep. um, Winston, Winston, and Cresswell. And Cresswell. And there's a uh, uh, without sounding that if you look at Newcastle, how do the fans relate to that team? There's not one for yep. me. There's not yeah, one yeah. British or someone that will get you really. The Colback is the only one there. Everybody else has come from something. Does it mean as much? And you, are they and, mercenaries? Yeah, and you can't say that about all the foreign players because they're, they're coming and they, they might have a son. But at West Ham, you have a core. Of English, Great Britain, Winston Reid, but a core of people that have been there and know yeah. what the club means. Then you sprinkle it. You have uh, the and you sprinkle it with pace and power, and that's what I love. We got pace. We got we are dangerous going forward. We're really dangerous, yeah. And then you got Payat, but Payat I always say his name. Payat. Payat. How do we? How do we get Payat? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. And, and he's we, remarkable. We need, make, we need to make the most of him because he is. He was the top. Um, assist, provider was and fight yeah. on all the leagues in Europe. Him and Sacco together, their little link-up play is Brilliant. excellent. But we mm. we need to make the most of him because I just think the way he plays, the what he produces, you got to make sure we fend off all these big teams because they'll, they'll, they'll come. They'll, they'll, be they'll have to be coming, yeah. So we have to mm. make the most of him. And but like I, I just I just think it's 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 good. To, it's interesting times. There's some real good players there. I like I like. Uh, the core, like I say, of the British players who know what it's all about, and then yep. you sprinkle it with all these other players who are strong, powerful mm. boys and with with good pace. Yeah, yeah. that's why I always love Nolan because I got the sense that he was the guy who glued it all together. And now it will fall onto no, you know, someone else will step up. Winston mm. will step up, yeah, and Noble will step up, and he's some player, Winston, Winston Reeves, and he, he goes yes. about his job. He's excellent on you know, yeah, the weekend. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Um, and in terms of our business right at the end of the transfer window there we had Victor Moses come in Yelovich I mean did, were you as West Ham fan thinking this is we've done some good business here no, definitely exciting business mm. and then you've got Carroll coming back he's going to bring a little extra dimension as well it'll be something different because he's, he just needs to get fit and needs to get a run in games but then he knows the manager knows what Yelovich is all about he's going to score yep. you give him a chance and then they pinpointed it, I think they watched the the, the, the pundits or whoever commentate if you watched him at the Man City game I've never seen Jelovic running back like <laughs> yeah. that before yeah. showing a real proper desire yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that's something that he's obviously adding and he, he'll have a, an affinity to the, to the manager because he's played for him before yeah. but Victor Moses Victor Moses can and, uh, and also um, Valencia mm-hmm. no yes. not Valencia Antonio Antonio, Antonio yeah, yeah. He looks good. He is power and pace. Like yeah. he, he frightens people because of his power and pace yeah. and directness. So if we have a mixture of of how we can play, getting in around the back band, and we also have this element of Moses who can 
take people apart when he wants to and, and uh, Antonio can do it it's, I think it's it's exciting so I was mm. happy I was really happy with what, what was what, what was done it is exciting because <laughs> mm. we literally never know what's going to happen yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's true yeah and, and then you've got James Collins you got, that's yeah. what I like as well you've got Tompkins, Reed, Collins who just sat there yeah. waiting to come on and run through yeah. walls for mm. you I love, I love Collins yeah and, didn't he do something at the home game or something? <laughs> Someone was asking him. I don't know if I should say that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave that to the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this season, where do you think? I mean, I was a bit worried we might be in a relegation battle this year, but I mean, can you, where do you think we're going to finish it? What? I'd love to think. I'd love to think we're going just maintain what we're doing, and and instead of we instead of resting when you get to. Every, every West Ham fan well, I have always said right let's just get to enough points to say yes we're in this league yep. yeah. and, then, and then we'll let's see what's happened yeah. but instead of resting and I think this team are a little bit different I think they won't be satisfied with just getting to a point I think they'll want to go on yep. but the massive thing for us is we've got to be in the Premiership next year in this yep. stadium yeah. so we went to the stadium on Wednesday yeah we should probably talk about that uh, to watch the big one France, Romania, um, just because we wanted to check out the stadium. And it's very difficult to put into words the difference between our stadium now and the new stadium. It is a whole different ball game. It's going to change everything. Yeah. Like, it'll literally change everything. You should say, actually, have you, been there, have you been there to the I've Olympics? Not, I've or never anything? been there. I've never been there. It I is, have pals who have chosen their seats and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. But. It's, uh, it's a world-class stadium. I'm not saying it's a world-class football stadium yet, because mm. people jump on that, mm. but it's a world-class stadium. I mean, it's massive. It is an experience to go there in a way that Upton Park isn't. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we were chatting when we were there that, uh, obviously it's had a lot of criticism because it's not a kind of football first stadium mm. but at the same time it's not like the Riverside or all these stadiums that are just kind of Meccano yeah, yeah. standard stadiums yeah. it's got differences in it you know and I yeah. think maybe that will add some character in time I, so. I feel I feel more nervous now about moving than I did just because it's such a leap like it's not even like it's not a step up yeah. it's ten steps up Okay. it felt a bit like you know like going to a Champions League final or going to a yeah. big fight going there it was like a day out yeah. it felt yeah. like you know you can imagine like when you go to Wembley and you're like wow look at this place it's a bit like that watching France Romania yeah. so just imagine yeah. when it's West Ham Barnsley next year yeah <laughs> West Ham Rotherham back again no it's a real yeah. it's gonna it'll take a long time I think to adjust to do you think it's it, like going, you're you're married to a lovely girl she's a lot of fun she might be a little bit she's a bit boring you know she's a bit, <laughs> she's, a bit she, she's a bit boring you know she's a little bit worse around the edges rough around the edges yeah. but you love her and yeah. then, then this really fit girl comes along and who's a stunner and you, you suddenly think well game on here <laughs> and she's so far she's yeah. so far out of your league yeah. you're like that well I'm going to go along with it and then you yeah. jump into bed with her but then you miss the old bird yeah, she, did th- she did after things for a while <laughs> after a while you it was miss comforting her. wasn't it but even, when you even look if at, it wasn't exciting when you look at the new girl you think oh, things will be alright yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll adjust I'll struggle on yeah. uh, I, think, it's I, I think it'll inspire it should, be, it should inspire the, the players that, but the only other thing is it might inspire the opposition when they come but you have to just yeah. take that away but the, the decision's been made and now we have to go and embrace it because if you don't embrace it there's no. we need yeah. to make mm, sure that it's, it. it takes you to another level so if the facilities and amenities are brilliant so that's the fans are going to have a better better standard of game or better day of standard of day of mm. going out but the players need to then say right let's make this yeah. ours 
It will attract big players. It is a yeah. remarkable stadium. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so yeah. Hopefully it takes us to another level. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed. Before we talk about, uh, lastly, the Sunderland game, we should just touch on the pigeon that yes. landed on the pitch. Yes. And the Norwich game. The pigeon landed on the pitch and the pigeon wouldn't move. <laughs> and then the players were kind of pushing each other towards it in yeah. a really kind of childish way. Yeah. For one of the Norwich players picked the, the pigeon up. And got uh, around, wow. stand, stand, got around, around of applause. Yeah. And so stand it inspired a lot of pigeon banter between us, between uh, <laughs> our group of people who we sit with. And so essentially we thought that pigeon's dead. Yeah. It's broken its leg or something because it wasn't moving from, from off the yeah. side of the pitch. And then just after we scored, and we almost got a third actually, didn't we? Just after we scored, there was a, like, the, uh, everyone was cheering. It was like we won. And the pigeon flew past us. I did a flyby. Yes, flew it. past us out of the stadium. And I swear like, it was smiling. It was, a beautiful, <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. And we think at the new stadium there should be a pigeon statue between Billy Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> between Billy Bonds' ball bag. Uh, yeah. It was brilliant. It was actually one of those brilliant moments in football where just like... It was, it was like the pigeon was going my work here is done <laughs> I'm off it's fun when something like that happens like when the lights went out up to yeah. Park or you know there's a dog oh, on God, the pitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. makes it a bit different doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. the pigeon was brilliant I was playing in that game and the lights went off yeah, yeah. But didn't we, we just got back to, to one yeah, all we or right. we were doing alright I think Shipley had scored again so yeah. Yeah, was a, but there was all those rumours about someone pulling the plug yeah they? well it, it transpired it was a Malaysian betting syndicate yeah. it was yeah. an inside job pulling the lights pulling yeah. the plug not money, no money in the meter. Yeah. Um, before you go in, we've got Sunderland uh, this weekend with your old striking partner Jermaine Defoe up top for them. Yeah. Is he going to be a threat? Do you he's think? He's always a threat. He's, he's a. He could be a real pain to be. Fair. He's always a threat. Yeah, he's always a threat. Even <laughs> even if he's not having the best of days, if he gets half a chance, he's normally going to put it away. But I'm not sure he didn't play. He didn't start the last game. I did. It. Mm. I think he was on the bench. But they're a, they're a team. That that team there, you can tell they're struggling, and so we need to go straight on the front foot yeah. and put our foot on their heads and force them down on mm. foot and, and, yep. and that's the sort of scenario we have to have a, a real nastiness to us ruthless. And make, yeah real ruthlessness and just go go for the throat mm. I mean they really look like they're in trouble James yes no, well, they are North East seems to be struggling mm. um, yeah we've, Ian's right we've got to go for it mm. yeah so uh, I'm going to deliver the final blow yeah I'm going to press you for prediction Ian what, what are you thinking uh, I think we win 2-0. Really? Yeah. Great, great stuff, James. 2-0 okay. snap. Really? Yeah. All right, I'll go 2-0 for a full house. <laughs> right, before, I just remembered one other pigeon thing that I have to tell. <laughs> so I'll meet Jordan, who we're with. He told a story of his friend at university who w- was drunk on the way home back with a kebab and found a pigeon <laughs> who'd like broken its leg yeah. uh, on the floor and took it back to his house with the aim of wow. helping out taking it to the RSPCA and, but for some reason he was so drunk he, he just put it in his bed next to him wow, yeah, and that's, left him in bed next to him. and so care. the next morning he woke up and he had rolled over oh. and killed the pigeon and the pigeon's guts were everywhere oh. and the kebab was still there <laughs> that's the pigeon story I thought I can't, yeah, I can't let that go yeah. send in your pigeon stories podcast <laughs> at knb.com and here's another question for you we're talking about streakers on the pitch you get a lifetime ban if you get thrown onto the pitch by people do you still get a ban why does that come from <laughs> you haven't run that past me because <laughs> I like ta- and if you start taking your clothes off afterwards yeah because yeah. yeah. I like the idea of getting th- like Throwing if we'd gone three two, if we'd gone three two, someone like you lot just threw me onto the pitch, and then I'd get escorted out, and they'd go, "I'm going to ban you." I said, "Well, I, they threw me on." Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Look at the CCTV footage. We're going to conspire for your seeing <laughs> so in front of the pitch, and they'll go, "Fair enough, he was thrown yeah. on." Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. <laughs> uh, excellent. 
All right, well, I think we should wrap up there. And I, I mean, I should just say, when we, when we went on the forum and said, give us your questions, everyone was like, Ian Pierce, thank you for the memories. So, you know, on behalf of us too yeah, as well. So many good times, yeah, great really, finishes, really so many good matches here. and uh, some really amazing goals it, on the yeah. way. I really enjoyed it. I was lucky enough to play for West Ham, so that's all I, that's all I can say to people. Lucky enough to do a job I loved, and I was also lucky enough to play for some great teams, and, and West Ham was perfect. Amazing. Yeah, and do you still get recognised on away games? Do you get that? Uh, spat on. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, every now and then, but not so much. Yeah. Listen, I'm going, I'm getting fatter and greyer, and so it's all changed. <laughs> but uh, no, not so much. Um, I mean, you don't look as different as Arnold Berkovich does now. Have you seen a picture? I haven't I seen have a picture of him. Oh, yeah. I'll show you afterwards. <laughs> Frankly, shocking. Really? You wouldn't pick him what, up. Has he gone big? He's yeah. gone bald. Has he gone, yeah. has he gone Kenny Sampson? <laughs> looks like an apple. He's enjoying himself. Exit in, are you on Twitter? I am. But I, I, I don't, yeah, Piercy Lump or something like that. I'm not yeah, sure. Piercy Lump. Yeah, Piercy Lump on Twitter. There you go. It's set up for me. I was joking. I should really have thought about that. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the same piece on Twitter. James, thank you very much. Pleasure. Uh, we'll speak to you after the Sunderland game. In the meantime, come on your eyes. Come on your eyes. <laughs>